think we've neglected the most southern of all sports. Yes, even more southern than NASCAR. Even more southern than hunting. Even more southern than cow pie bingo. This sport is wrestling. Yes, wrestling. Not wrestling. Wrestling is an Olympic sport, you know, that has traditions back to the Greco-Roman days. But wrestling is completely different. Yeah, it's an American sport, stretching back from a seedy gym in the late 70s. Now, you were saying earlier, you felt that wrestling was perhaps the most southern of all sports? I would say so, just because of uh, its masculinity uh, with a feminacy in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a very southern thing. Being macho, but with a flair. Yeah, and... A Ric Flair! <laughs> hey... I grew up in Flair country. You would call him Mr. Ric Flair. Woo! You know, only in wrestling can you have, like, a guy who beat up another guy while wearing a Speedo and a boa wrapped around his neck. It's also by far the most racist sport, which makes it even more Southern. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because I, I think I remember why I, I, I've never been much of a wrestling fan, but, like, I watched it for a couple of years back in, like, 2002. This was, like, like a... Five or six months after 9-11, like, the big storyline was, like, all the Canadian wrestlers were, uh, they were hating on America. And they were going to, like, burn an American flag, you know, and like in New York City. And how everybody was, boo. And then, of course, all the American wrestlers teamed up to save the day and beat the Canadian wrestlers' asses. Um, well, it was like the wrestling version of the Avengers. <laughs> exactly. That's my secret, Hogan. I'm always big. Transforms into the big show. The Earth's most roided out heroes. CM Punk picks up his hammer. <laughs> there was something. Oh, uh, I remember, uh, like, my uncle. One of my uncles. Well, he's not technically my uncle. He's my father's uncle. He was a huge wrestling fan growing up. And uh, when my father was, I don't know, about 15, him, the two of them went to uh, a wrestling show, like, in, uh, in a town, I don't know, about 30 miles away. And in, in, it was in the 80s, and they, they saw, like, uh, they saw the Koloff brothers, the two Russians back in the 80s who were, you know, of course, they were supposed to be Soviet communist evil men. And uh, who was it? I want to say, I, don't, I think Ric Flair and another guy, like, they teamed up to beat them. That was the big match was, you know, America versus the Soviet Union and stuff and how they were all buying it and stuff. And um, later that night, when they were getting ready to leave in the parking lot, my father said he saw, like, a limousine open, like, the door open, and out from the back come, like, the Koloffs, Rick Flair, whoever his partner was, they were all laughing, having fun with some girls, and they all got in the limousine and, like, drove off. And that was the day your father's faith in wrestling was shattered. It's, it's all a lie! It's no longer real, damn it. Today I am the beauty school dropout. That was the day before he discovered Greece, so it hit him at just the right time. Your father has never voted in a presidential election since because of that. Yeah, he lost faith in America, man. In America, wrestling, the limousine industry. But yeah, I don't know. Like other than that story, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of a wrestling fan, but at times, but I mean, you know, I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's male soap opera is what it essentially is, you know. It's basically a, a mixture of sports and comic books. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think there's such a big nerd base with wrestling. I actually saw, like, an interesting theory. I don't forget where I saw it at, but how, like, now 
regular sports has become wrestling. You know, with no, with like the need, like ESPN to feel like 24 hours content and all these sports. So, so they spin the stories to make heels and heroes and all this stuff. I mean, and, look at LeBron James. Yeah. And, you know, and just how like commissioners, like since he's Roger Goodell, the commissioner in the NFL, he is like a watered down version of Vince McMahon, you know? The only way he could become more like Vince McMahon is like halfway through like a match, he comes, stop the damn football game, you know? <laughs> he comes out on the 50 yard line. He has his own theme. <laughs> no chance. And, like he's on the 50 yard line. You know what? Just because I don't like the Cowboys, they're going to start the game at minus 50 points. Everybody starts, ooh, shut up. Everybody's like, what? And then, you know, that's to me, that would be perfect. If they could make regular sports a little more like WWE, I would be perfectly fine with it, honestly. I feel like football especially has become more, you know, with touchdown celebrations all this stuff, it's become more spectacle over the years and... I mean, you know, spectacle is what keeps the people going, you know. If you had good fundamentals, people would go to sleep. So that's why you'll do arm tackle and then not playing defense and run up the score because people like touchdowns, people like home runs, and don't matter if what how they bend the rules or take steroids. As long as, you know, people are buying, they're going to keep selling. That's why Michael Vick is still walking the streets. Exactly. God, could you imagine Michael Vick as a wrestling heel? The dog man. He, he like instead of like offensive line, he has like a pack of like pit bulls. Like he, he keeps on like a leash, and he just throws the football with you know one of the pit bulls. Keep the defense at bay. I can get behind that. It's funny that you say that you're not a big wrestling fan because a few weeks ago, a friend of the show showed me a very interesting video. Oh God, I. I I may have been drunk, so... Yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Matt, but... Apparently, the Johnson family is now wrestling. I'm just gonna let you watch this, and you be the judge. Alright. Alright, one... Two... Three. People. Mankind. Stop being human. The day they turned into the beast... Is this Duck Dynasty? Which, ironically... The next the season, day, wrestling has always judging. followed trends. They judge people like me, or the way they look, <laughs> or the way they act, or the way they As feel. you can see, Matt Johnson, Daddy Johnson, and PJ Johnson are cutting a promo. And if you were able to see the monster that lives behind these eyes, then you would understand why you have urine running down the front of your leg. Or why the beasts around me are walking upright. To be fair, this is verbatim what you said two episodes ago. I'm also convinced one of these men may be Jason Aaron. Definitely the guy with the fedora. Is chunks of meat stuck to the teeth of the eater of world. I think my father gave me this speech when I failed English back in the grade. He appeared on the Jumbotron. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... <laughs> that was freaky as hell. Oh, it gets freakier. It better. I mean, it's gonna be hard to top a guy in a sheet mask, I'll be honest. One, two, three. Hey, you wanna say something 
Really scary? <laughs> <laughs> we live in a world where society has poisoned the souls of men. Now, people don't know this, but this is how you begin every episode. <laughs> Usually cut it out. can't do anything about it, because they're just a regular everyday working class. People like me, like me, they get down on their hands and knees, and they whisper these little lies and secrets into their ears. But I have a secret of my own! Secrets, man. We all have them. We're all haunted by them, James. And what are you going to do? do when they decide it's time? We are the ones. That's some impressive bearded for these people. You've been told about, and we are walking upright. What are you going to do? Well, I know what you're going to do. You're going to tell them we're coming. Okay, I'm thinking that these guys are like... I know you joke about it, but this is like Redneck Bane. Like, you know, Redneck Bane carried you down a few times. I didn't taste the sweet tea until I was a mom. Yeah. The lamb was sure to go. <laughs> we're coming. I swear, one day we need to do an episode that's just that verbatim. Um, I do think I need to get in touch with a lawyer or something. Yeah, they didn't ask for permission to record on the Johnson compound. Look, you see the black yeah. helicopters. I'm sorry, gunmetal. If you're listening, I said gunmetal. That <laughs> hurt me. But yeah, I think I'm just jealous that those beards, I'm jealous of those beards. Even the guy in the freaky sheet mask can grow a great beard. Yeah, how do you hide that beard underneath that sheet mask? That That's southern witchcraft. These guys seriously remind me of those people I told you about who caused that standoff all those years ago over the highway. You think there's going to be some Waco situation on Raw? The Rock fires on civilians. They use, they use Jim Ross as a hostage. My God, man. Shoot through me for the love of God. But uh, just when you thought that was as Johnson as wrestling could get, I was shown this. Oh, boy. One, two, three. And this man, the Intercontinental Champion of the World. That's right, Matt. I found long-lost footage of your dad's brief wrestling career. You know, I really don't have to defend it against Junkyard Dog. I'm just giving him one more chance. One more measly chance because he insulted me in Madison Square Garden. He talks like him. In WrestleMania, he insulted me by slapping my rock and roll man, my manager, Jimmy Hart. I don't take that lightly. I had a dime for sometimes when I slap my rock and roll man. You yeah. embarrassed me for the no last dance. time. WrestleMania is over. I survived it. Survived Tito Santana and yourselves. Little scheme to set me up in a garden, and it didn't work. He and yanked now, down those jerry curls. This is the bait. As far <laughs> as I concern, it's the bait, dog, to get you, you nasty individual, nasty black person <laughs> into the ring. So I, I love the creativity, the originality, you when nasty, started, you nasty black person. You, you person of African-American descent. I am yet. The master of the figure four leg lock, and you're going to find out. Remember when your dad used the leg lock on you that Christmas? I, I complained about the prisons we got, so I had it coming. I'm going to slap you down, silly. I'm going to slap you down so you go back to the junkyard or you go back to shining shoes or you go back to sweeping the floors or whatever you did. It's not going to wrestle me no more. Yes, there's more. tonight will be Junkyard Dog. How many more God, his manager is so 80s. That's his rock and roll, man. Yeah. 
Every time that nasty black man comes out to the ring, playing another one bites the dust. How many more times am I gonna have to listen to that? <laughs> he's not. He's he's not anti-race. He's anti-queen. I'm sick and tired of you, man. I'm sick and tired of. I just love the interviewer just looking around like this. Other people saying this. Uh, your dad has beefcakes. You want to get down and dirty? We're going to get down and dirty. You want to play another one bites the dust? That's fine with me, man, because that is your story. You understand what I'm talking about? That rock and roll man exactly digs it. He loves rock and roll. You, man, you're going to bite the dust. They work past their differences. I'm going to rub your nasty black face right in. Right into <laughs> he was the actually rim. going to rub blackface oh, on him. That's what he was talking about. There's a big black spot. Oh. Mean Gene does not guy. like that. The true intercontinental heavyweight champion. The true rock and roll wrestler. So do you see Uncle Rock and Roll Man from time to time? Every now and then. It had a fallen out because Father said that he was glad when Freddie Mercury died. And Rock and Roll Man dated a nasty, nasty black person. Of the black thing on them, their arms black you're tearing me apart shows against us for that nasty nasty black person believe it or not that's not as racist as wrestling gets but we don't need to talk about the boogeyman in this episode that was actually my grandfather (laughs) you have a sordid family history filled with wrestling milestones Mm mm-hmm all the way back to Gorgeous Johnson, my great great grandfather. <laughs> there was that brief time where you wrestled as Oz. I had an army of munchkins to help me out. Was that you said Oz? Was that a reference to the wizard? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. You joked well. <laughs> I just thought maybe you were talking about in return to the prison. That's a completely different wrestling match. Ooh. Or you or you said Oz? I thought maybe you know the liquid ounces thing. Oz. I just dressed as a giant bottle. I was talking about Tin Man. Okay. Me and my partner, I was the Wizard of Oz, and he was the Tin Man. You can be our cowardly lion. What do you think? That's just what I am already. Our tiny tended lion. All I want are bigger tendons. (laughs) And boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Oz! Welcome to Oz! Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to He is huge, Dusty. This guy, Oz, is huge. Brother, this just knocked my socks right off right here. I ain't never seen nothing like that. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs>